Carl and Gabe go to the movies may contain spoilers. Protect yourself from them by loudly shouting, I'm not listening, as loudly as you can. Welcome to Carl and Gabe Go to the Movies, a podcast about Carl and Gabe going to the movies. How exciting. How exciting. Okay, so today we're going to talk about The Suicide Squad. The Suicide Squad. Not Suicide Squad. The Suicide Squad. Free Guy and Stillwater. Um, we'll start off with The Suicide Squad. The government sends the most dangerous supervillains in the world to the remote, enemy-infused island of Corto Maltese. Armed with high-tech weapons, they trek through the dangerous jungle on a search-and-destroy mission only with Colonel Rick Flagg on the ground to make them behave. I can start off by saying immediately, so much better than the, I guess, first one, or I don't know this is a complete just redo. The, I, think that, <laughs> I think that they went, hey, everybody, let's forget about that last one. <laughs> yeah. Which I did forget very strongly. I, immediately, yeah. like the first few seconds of the movie, I was like, oh, this is going to be way The last better. one didn't happen. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah, generally really funny. I was actually quite surprised how comedic... I mean, John Cena is hilarious in this. Uh, Pete Davidson in his short little stint in it is really funny. Yeah. I, right off the bat, the one thing that they... I thought it was the weakest point of the last movie was that they didn't introduce the characters well. Right. Like, throughout the movie, they just kept on introducing new characters in Suicide Squad. The Suicide Squad, they just went, here's all the characters. You know the They're difference? all here to die. You know the difference, I guess, for that is the fact that the original Suicide Squad tried to be a little more serious. And so each character had more of like a backstory that was kind of like deep. Yeah. Which was, a f you can't possibly have eight characters or whatever amount of characters. It, I think it was more than that. <laughs> or whatever, right? And yeah. then this one took the characters a little less seriously. Mm -hmm. Like what was that one character that's like a... a, a um, an animal. Yeah, what was his name? Weasel or Weasel. something. I forget, yeah. I, forget <laughs> if you, I forget if he even had a name. Yeah, so like John Cena's character, who cares what his background is? He's, he's comical. He looks funny. And yeah. John Cena's body is hilarious. Like, what is with his body? <laughs> I don't know, man. Like, it's a so lot weird. of steroids. Yeah, he's big and just, but looks odd. Like, it doesn't look normal. I don't know. So, Mr. Uh, Stallone was in this. He was uh, King Shark, which was quite a surprise. <laughs> Pretty funny. King Shark was hilarious. <laughs> this movie had so many ridiculous characters. Yeah. A human shark, a human weasel, a giant starfish that wanted yeah. to destroy a city. <laughs> the starship was, uh, starfish was really interesting. I liked the bad guy. It was uh, cool. Yeah. Um, my favorite, well, the biggest surprise for me was Daniela Melquar as uh, Ratcatcher 2. As I was watching the movie, I was like, Am I just forgetting? Have I seen this girl in something before, and I just forget? Because normally, in a big superhero movie like this, like everyone's a known actor. But I looked her up afterwards, and it's like, no, I I have never seen this person before. Right. I thought she was really great in this movie. Yeah, she was really good. I I don't know if I've ever seen her anything else either. Like I'd have to look in her. No, it's IMDb. like all pretty obscure. Uh, obscure stuff. Yeah. <laughs> she was good. I also really liked uh, David. I cannot pronounce his last name. As Polka Dot. Uh, yeah, yeah, David. Yeah, da Dast Malshin. I don't know how, you, how you say. Das I don't Malshin? know. I don't know if that's how you say it. But yeah, I mean, he, he mostly plays like minimal roles, right? Like yeah. you probably recognize him from the guy in the Dark Knight who like takes a sniper shot. Yeah, he's kind of like crazy guy, yeah. or, <laughs> or the guy who gets his neck broken in Blade Runner twenty forty nine. But, but he, uh, he's just funny in that. And he's he pictures hilarious. his mom in every single like 
per- character or person person he's going to beat up or attack. That's probably has... the best line of the movie where he's like, I don't like killing people, but if I picture they're my mom, it makes it easy. He when says he... something like that, right? It's... When, he, when he pictures the big starfish monster as his mom, <laughs> that scene is so funny. <laughs> yeah, the highlight of the movie, I think, was... was uh, him, him picturing his mom being all the bad guys yeah. every time. Uh, and, of course, Idris Elba was amazing, as per usual. I love him. And any movie he's in, I don't care what role he has, he immediately makes that movie better. Yeah, I, I, I agree. And I'm petitioning for him to be the next James Bond, and if he's not chosen, I'll still go see the next James Bond. <laughs> but... <laughs> yeah, what, what's the... Uh, we'll, we'll we'll circle back to that later. Yeah, yeah. We'll, we'll talk I about... actually didn't mean to bring that up. We'll talk about because... James Bond uh, later, later on. Yeah. Um, and of course, Margot Robbie. We can't yeah. forget to talk about her. I think that this is probably her best movie as Harley Quinn. Yeah. So far, yeah. what? How many movies are this? Is her, is this her fourth, fifth movie as Harley well, Su- Quinn? Suicide Squad. She was in Batman vs Superman, wasn't she? Yeah, and then her own standalone Harley Quinn and movie. And then now Suicide Squad. Yeah. But I don't know if this one erases the other Suicide Squad. So that man, no, I can't. I don't know how it works. But this one has done a lot better. Amazing. Uh, there's not much more to say about it outside of it's just she, funny. She gets to be so much fun. She's got to be funny as Harley Quinn in the past, but in this one, she gets to be really, really funny. Yeah. Um, and I loved that scene where she was killing all the guards, and there's just sunshine and rainbows and So James unicorns. Gunn directed this one, eh? Yeah. Yeah, he did a good job. Oh, and Taika Waititi has a uh, cameo. Yeah. Which is great. I love Taika. I don't know how he Do, gets... How does he get into every single movie? Okay. Because he's also in the movie we're talking about, the second movie we're talking okay, about. Okay, so was that an emotional moment when she, when Ratcatcher 2 had that flashback to her childhood? Or do I just have so many emotions tied up in Taika Waititi that it meant like a lot more to me than it would have <laughs> if it was another actor? I don't know. I feel like it probably was an emotional yeah, moment. Yeah, so you think it would have played that well? Yeah. I think that it being Taika mixed in my emotions about Taika w- with it too and made me enjoy that moment even more. Yeah. Who else stood out for you? I think that we mentioned all the Joel? all the people. Kinnaman? 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 He played uh, Rick Flagg. Uh, <clears throat> I don't know. He was he was all right. Yeah. I think we listed all the ones that really stood out to me. The one thing, the one drawback I would say is that it probably doesn't need to be as long as it is. Right. It's probably about half an hour too long. Longer than you like. Feel, it feels like it drags a little bit. Um, am I dragging? Or am I? <laughs> it, like it's two hours and 12 minutes long. It probably could have, for a comedy movie like this, probably could have just been like a tight 140, right? Right. Would have probably been better. Right. But, you know, DC, but it hits DC all the right. likes going... Or DC looks going long on their movies, as evidenced by the uh, Zack Snyder four-hour cut or whatever. I actually did watch that. I I uh, enjoyed it. Yeah, it was, it was really good. Oh, I'll I'll, I'll I've it been kept mean- some of, it kept some of the funnier moments, and it it definitely uh, the the uh, costumes and yeah the story makes more sense. It's obviously good able to tell more. Anyway, we're not talking about that movie. Uh, I enjoyed this. Yeah, it was, it was surprising. I, I came in with uh, low expectations as per usual with DC over the last little mm-hmm. while. Uh, and it came out pretty, yeah, pretty good. Yeah, I enjoyed it. You know what it reminded me of? Have you ever seen the Australian show Danger 5? It's no. it's, a, it's like a comedy show. Uh, the first season parodies like 60s TV shows like uh, Charlie's Angels se- second season, or sorry, 70s shows, I mean. Um, and then... Eight, and they parody 80 shows and then 90 shows in the third season. 
but in every episode, their goal as the Danger Fives to try to kill Hitler. And so it's this <laughs> no. really it's this really silly show, and Hitler always I do escapes. Watch this now. He always escapes by jumping out the window. <laughs> but it, it, I have it, a feeling that'll be Taika Waititi's favorite, it, it favorite has, TV show. It's a, he loves anything. It's a very very funny show, and it has a lot of similar vibes to this, where it, it does not take itself seriously at right. all. It's very goofy. But actually, deep down somewhere, this has an interesting story to tell about imperialism, and government getting involved and putting their fingers in things and not always doing the right thing yeah. to fix a situation. It's just like, let's wipe our hands. Free yeah, of... the U.S. government's just yeah. like, oh, well, we did this in this poor country and let's just wipe our hands yeah. and John pretend Cena that it was the evidence. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah. I love how his name is Peacemaker. Dude, that was... Uh, <laughs> like, it's like, he's not a peacemaker. All right, so what did you give it? Uh, I think I gave it three and a half out of five. I gave it three and a half out of five also, and I ranked it my fourth favorite movie of 2021 good. so far. Yeah, it was, it, was, it was a pleasant surprise, yeah. and good for DC. They finally have a, a hit, and I hope it does well. I think it's probably my favorite movie that we've seen in the theater so far since Better than Black Widow by quite a bit. Came back. Oh, for sure. Actually, it's, it, for me, Black. it's right up there with like the other funny Marvel ones like... Uh, uh, for Thor Ragnarok or mm. uh, first mm-hmm. uh, Gal- Guardians of the Galaxy. I, it has the same vibe. I think it's the probably the funniest superhero movie that that I've seen. It's not funnier than Thor Ragnarok. I think I think it's I don't Thor think Ragnarok's so. funny, but I, I found this. Taika wrote that one. It's not funnier. End of story. I, well, I've got real <laughs> high hopes for Thor: I Love worship, and Thunder. I worship at the altar of Taika. Okay, me, <laughs> nothing me too. ever beats Taika. I, I have a feeling if he was involved in this somehow to kind of help them, uh, kind of. It is strange that he's involved in this yeah. when he's like well, he's, he's doing another Thor movie right now. Right, they, so, they're in post production, which is weird, right? Because how would he? But I guess that he's Taika. He does whatever Taika wants. Exactly. Yeah. Right. He probably doesn't have an exclusivity deal with no. uh, Disney. Um, he does everything: Marvel, Star Wars, DC. What doesn't this man touch? Yeah. And everything he touches is good. Like this very. Rare. Oh, actually, we're talking about another guy with, that's, that's Taika involved. Yeah, that's a good segue to Free Guy, which we'll talk about after this commercial break. All right. So now we're going to talk about Free Guy. Um, I'll read the synopsis. When a bank teller discovers he's actually an NPC in an open-world video game. He decides to become the hero of his own story, one that can rewrite himself. In a world where there are no limits... No, you, you can't read it like that. You go, in a world... In a world where there are no limits, he's determined to save the day his way before it's too late and maybe, just maybe, find a little romance with the coder who conceived him. Ooh, I want to go see this again. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, so what are your, what are your thoughts on Free Guy, Kyle? I, I think I enjoyed it more than you did. I thought it was funny. I love Ryan Reynolds. Uh, I thought it was a clever, uh, kind of idea, you know, in the video game, especially video games are kind of getting so much more advanced now and mm. characters like NPCs are kind of interesting. I don't know if you ever played, well, obviously you've played, uh, um, Grand Theft Auto, but I've done those things where I followed an NPC around for like an hour just to see what the hell they do. Wow. Have you not done that? You, you followed them around for an hour? Well, no. okay, maybe I'm exaggerating, but you followed one around for a while just to see where it goes. Mm-hmm. If it goes inside a house, what is it doing? Mm-hmm. So it's like, it's kind of an interesting idea of like an NPC getting like aware and like how that would affect society. But I guess it doesn't go too in depth into that. It's more of just a fun, funny game. Of course, Taiko Waititi's in this, so I love that. But he was kind of not the best. I don't know yeah. if it's, it's not the greatest he type of performance. He's exaggerated, yeah. Yeah, he's, he's, play, he's hamming it up really hard, right? He's, he's 
being a, an over-the-top villain with absolutely zero redeeming qualities, right? It's meant to play as kind of a silly thing. I don't know. It's a fun movie. It's not a yeah. serious movie. Um, it touches on something I think is going to be serious in the future, though, in terms of like, you know. Is artificial intelligence life. real life? Yeah. I think it's self-aware. But anyway, that's, <laughs> this movie doesn't delve too deep into that. No, it really doesn't. Um the thing that bothered me was that everything kind of just felt made up on the fly as the movie was going. Like the the rules of the game kept changing, right? It was like, oh, we need to stop him before they launch in two days. And then all of a sudden, like the goalposts are moving. And it's like, right. oh, now he's trying to like wipe the server. Oh, now he's trying to break the server, right? It's just, I don't, you know, you know what I'm saying? It just kept on. Uh, changing and then all of a sudden like the programmers would have just like unlimited <laughs> like abilities yeah, yeah. like why could and they it's could, like they oh could why couldn't the... we do this before well like <laughs> what i need to understand is they could change the map yeah like at, at will and they couldn't just delete him <laughs> like it makes no, <laughs> no sense. sense they could reset him i guess but they're like oh there's an invisible wall that like we can change anything else about the geometry but we can't get past this one invisible wall like yeah yeah like taika's character was meant to be kind of a buffoon but then also like a coding genius genius obviously but, not the but also store. not a coding like he could do things like code an impregnable wall that like other programmers couldn't get through and see what was on the other side of but wasn't good enough of a programmer to create his own game and, <laughs> like, and put enough security in it that you couldn't Oh, uh, you know what was really funny? The big fat uh, dude. Like, it was Ryan Reynolds, but it was dude. Yeah. That was such a good character. I don't know. There's so many funny moments. I think I think you're, if you're thinking too deep into it, like you are, I feel like this movie falls flat. But I think if you just I, go in going, okay, this is a fun movie with an interesting idea, kind of unique. It doesn't, you know, it's not superheroes. It's not this. It's not that. It kind of has its own like little world. It's fun. I, I think, uh, and it's like, it's good for kids and adults. Like, I feel like it's a movie that, an ad, uh, you know, a family can go and the Parents will enjoy it. The kids will enjoy it. Kids will get it because there's so many gamer, uh, yeah, kids will podcasters. Like it. Or oh, that was thing. another thing too. They just uh, it was like it was like funny the first time. There's like, oh look, it's Ninja or Pokimane or whoever else, right? These big streamers or, or what, what's his name, uh, Jack Septicai, right? Pokemane. But then, but they just kept on doing it over and over and over again, yeah, right? Yeah. Going, uh, yeah. But I think that's like a shout out to those people in that world. Like they're just being aware of like that video game world and that's like such a big part of it right right i mean that's what would happen if you know people do those you know the videos like a, a video comes out everybody does a video on it you know yeah like, i so, guess it's true and i really love uh the cameo with matthew car doropol doropol i'm not sure how you say his name he's the guy from uh stranger things he's kind of oh, like that weird yeah. kind of kid yeah 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 he's hilarious yeah well yeah we had the steve from stranger things yeah because Chan channing tatum plays his uh like alter ego in the game but then outside of the game he's just that really tall, awkward kid <laughs> yeah, yeah. living in his mom's basement <laughs> it's so funny yeah i thought that, that like i don't know like those jokes to me were a little bit cheap the like yeah but once again you gotta understand it was just, they, they're, they were walking a fine line between a kid's movie and I an know. adult movie but it just felt too much like the like will ferrell like <laughs> like, that's funny i guess so why why destroy a really good you know i guess so just kind of you know, yeah. So you, I, I realize you don't like it as much. Is there any standouts to you for this film, actors wise? I thought that Lil Rel was actually pretty funny as like as uh, Ryan Reynolds 
best friend who oh yeah he was, was good he was he all the time he's like i don't understand what's going on he reminded me of someone you. a short black comedian kevin hart yeah well yeah him and kevin hart are in a lot of movies together they, they're very similar yeah they, they i'm happy were, they didn't pick kevin hart for that though no yeah low brow is very funny yeah he, he him was and really kevin good. hart were actually just in a movie together <clears throat> fatherhood that i watched oh okay i haven't seen that one yeah. i didn't know it's i actually okay. don't know him it's okay low brow low brow yeah low brow yeah I don't really know him in anything else. What else has he been in? He's been in. He's in like eighteen movies a year. He was in Get Out. Um, oh my god, he, he was, was like in his Get Out. Yeah. yeah, his friend who works at the airport. Um, right, right. Oh, right. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, okay. okay. Yeah, he's he's uh, not a big. He doesn't got. He doesn't get big roles. No, he was in he's Space funny, Jam. Though. He was in Space Jam: A New Legacy. Also, he was the he was one of the commentators of the game. Oh yeah, okay. Yeah, he's right. in, he's in basically everything. Right. He's <laughs> yeah. just got little short. Yeah, he was really good in this. Yeah, he was he was uh, a stand. Yeah. I, I love Ryan Reynolds, so I thought Ryan Reynolds was good in this. Ryan Reynolds shtick doesn't do it for me. I don't know no? what it is. I find him really corny. I I don't know. It's because he's just plays the same kind yeah. of type of guy over and over the same con- but it it, it 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 does well like he, he's just funny yeah i don't know yeah it's his whole <laughs> thing is like it's it's like the similar thing to what he does in deadpool right where it's yeah. always like it's always like a wink 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 thing right everything yeah, yeah, he does yeah. it's like, to be fair though deadpool is written specifically oh, for ryan Reynolds. i know but that's like become so like his whole that's become like his whole yeah, thing in like he, every movie now that's because who he, that's who he is and then I know, but I get where you're coming from. I would from, like but. to see one Ryan Reynolds movie where it's not like him, like winking, like, "Oh, I know that I'm in a movie right now." Wink, wink. You know I what know. I mean? It's hard not to like Ryan Reynolds, so I'm sure he, I'm. He seems like a really nice guy. I'll, He's hilarious. I'll, yeah, I, I think you're being a little tough on this film. I know that I can be tough on certain films, but I just feel like it's it's fun for what it is. It's a perfect, perfect like kids will definitely love it. I agree. I think some adults like I think it's one of those good movies that as an adult you can go and you're not going to be like, "Ugh, why am I here?" right? Right. Cuz it's got a fu- enough funny adult jokes and Yeah, I kind of struggled with this for the same reason that I didn't really like Ready Player 1 very much right. either. And I love Ready Player 1 cuz I must You like the, a, you like the book. I you know do you what? Like I love the movie I love, as much? Yeah, and I did like the book and the movie and I just like uh I I think today's movies get away from that like blockbuster feel of movies like in the 80s and 90s. Right. And I think we miss and like a movie like this, it hits that mark perfectly. Like it's it's just fun, it's grand. I don't know. I liked it. I I'm just waiting for the one for a movie that goes inside the computer that feels like reboot. Reboot. <laughs> See, that's the thing. Like the world of reboot doesn't really make sense either. The world of Tron doesn't really quite make sense. Like this doesn't really either. Yeah. Neither does Ready Player One. Like there's something about like. When they go inside of a computer world where there's like, oh, the rules kind of just can fluctuate, right? I, I want like a consistent rule base in like a sci-fi movie, you know the one what I mean? Thing, the one thing I would say is this. I feel like this movie at the beginning kind of steals from the Lego movie. Everything is awesome. The character like... Right, yeah. I feel like there's a lot of that, there's a very similar uh, like yeah. world feel I really, to it. I really enjoyed that part of the movie. It was mostly the back half that I struggled with. Really? But the, the I like when he was becoming like a rogue and yeah, yeah, that was funny. That was all funny. Yeah, I get what you said. I gave it three stars. I gave it two stars. So we we disagree. I think it's an average fun film. You think it's a below average film? Yeah, it's just mostly the back part of the movie. I was like, oh, all right, this is kind of just falling apart. I, I did bit. not like the ending. I'll give you that. I hated that love thing. They meet across the street and yeah. Joe, how did you feel about Joe Curry in this? Joe Curry, sorry, Curry. I don't know. I wasn't really digging the uh, the outside of the computer part of the story very no. much. Um, yeah. Sorry. 
<laughs> well, it looks like the Stranger Things kids are trying to like branch out a little bit. I mean, yeah, we were talking about Sadie Sink in the last podcast too. I'm happy for yeah. the Stranger Things. She's kids. a better actress than Joe. I'm still waiting for Millie Bobby Brown to make a good movie outside yeah, of Stranger well, Things. I did not like that Enola Holmes movie. And I didn't like... Uh, the Godzilla ones are just okay. Oh, yeah. I haven't even checked those she needs out. To, she needs to do something like Emma Watson did with like uh, yeah. Perks of Being a Wallflower. Something kind of like indie, more interesting like mm-hmm. that. I hope she does. I don't know. She's she a good will. actress. You, I mean, take the paychecks while you can. I mean... I mean, okay, but. just watch her personality in real life and then watch how she acts as uh, Eleven, and it's just, she's a good actress. You know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. she can definitely pull it off. So I hope she does right. something more interesting, not big, uh, big blockbuster, but we'll see. I hope so. Um, yeah, I don't think there's much more to say about this movie. It's yeah. just a fun movie, in my opinion. You, you thought it was below average. I think if you have kids and you want to go see, have a fun night out, and you want to bring your kids and them not cry and make a big scene. Because <laughs> <laughs> you're not going to bring them to Stillwater. <laughs> so no. bring, bring them to Free Guy. <laughs> All right, so speaking of Stillwater, uh, let's talk about that now. Um, an American oil rig roughneck travels to Marseille to visit his estranged daughter in prison for a murder she didn't commit. Confronted with language barriers, cultural differences, and a complicated legal system, he soon builds a new life for himself as he makes it his personal mission to exonerate her. Yeah, I, uh, I liked it. It was a little long. That's my only complaint. It 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 has like three different types of movie to it basically. Yeah, it's like a, a love story, a crime drama, uh, like a life. Yeah, there's like it. it um, well, first of all, let, let's just say this off the top. It is so obviously based on the story of Amanda Knox and what happened to her oh, in Italy. Oh, right. It is so, it but is her father so, wasn't involved. In no, it. but it's clearly very inspired by that, right? right? Like the whole thing of him being like, yeah, the media decided her fate before. Was Amanda Knox Canadian or American? American, she yeah. American. Yeah. There's a documentary on her on Netflix, I thought. Yeah. Yeah. I yeah. watched it years ago, but yeah. Yeah. Good old Foxy Knoxy. This movie is based on her. Can I, can I talk about the highlight of this movie? And mm-hmm. that's the actress who plays Maya. Yeah. That little girl stole the... She is so freaking adorable. Lilu Silvo? Lilu, Lilu Sivod. Sivod? Yeah. Something like that. Her first movie. Did you see that on IMDb? No, I didn't check. First, this is her film debut. Amazing. Absolutely brilliant. She's, she rivals Matt Damon. <laughs> yeah. Which is insane because so Matt Damon good. is a good actor. I yeah. loved him in this too. Actually, all the... To be honest, the acting in this movie was strong in general. Yeah, like, the only person who didn't really do it for me was Abigail Breslin as his daughter. Yeah. She wasn't terrible, but like not not as good as she's been in the past. Like I really like, like Zombieland her. or Yeah, she's usually really good. I don't yeah. Know. She like, was okay. Felt like her heart wasn't fully in this one. I don't know. Yeah. It seems like she's kinda of bored almost. But other than that, yeah, and the and the mom, Camille Coltin, was I thought really great too. Yes. I hadn't seen her in anything <clears throat> because I watch a lot of French stuff, but I'm not watching <laughs> a ton of French TV. So. This is one of those movies where I love the little side characters. Like, you know, the man that brings them down to the basement in the first place yeah. to show them. He's like this big fat French guy. He's really <laughs> funny. And the, and the racist uh, former bar owner. That they oh show, my God. That so guy many like interesting side characters. I yeah. love those. I love when movies have really strong. Uh, side characters kind of like just come in mm-hmm. and out of the movie and they're like really interesting and like have a real like feel like there's there's something interesting yeah. about them. I love when movies do it. This movie bang uh, hits that right on the... I just want to say too, 
besides his whole daughter being in prison thing, this is like my dream midlife crisis. Right. To like start a new family in, in Marseille. And Come with, on. With a hot wife. Yeah. Or hot like girlfriend <laughs> and super adorable child that's like the coolest little kid in the world. Yeah. <laughs> this is like the, the, you could do a lot worse for a midlife crisis than this, what Matt Damon does in this movie. And this is the first movie to give me te- uh, tears in my eyes since I can remember. That scene where uh, he's she throws him out and she's oh yeah and the little girl runs to him and they hug and they're both crying. I I held it back like I had tears in my eye that moment. But also at the same Did you time, not? but also at the Are same you a time, monster, Gabe? no. But at the same time, you're going, you're saying to in your head like, yeah, he needs, she needs to kick him out. Like you can't put someone else's daughter in danger like he did. Yeah. I was really worried that scene where he sees that guy in the soccer. I thought for a second he might just kind of like lose her and not worry about it. You know what I mean? Like I know. I was worried about that too. Oh, and I was like, oh, that decision. You know, that that's what bothers me about this movie. Some of the decisions characters make, like, what was he trying to do with that? I'm going to kidnap kidnap the guy and lock him in the cellar and what's going to, like, how's that going to help? I don't shoot? think that there is a thought process to it. He just sees the guy who but he wants revenge what, on. What, what I know, but what... Uh, makes me mad about the writing is the fact that his character goes through growth, right? Mm-hmm. And then the reason his daughter stopped talking to him for that four months after he arrived in France was because of the decision he made not to call the cops when I saw the guy. So this time he has an opportunity to do it right, right? Now that he's a changed man, kind of. And he still makes the same brain-dead in, uh, decision. I but, thought the movie but, would have been stronger had his character grown. No, but that's the point of his character, right? He's, he's uh, an addict, right? He, I just find it frustrating. He has he's a not his, anymore, though. I know, but he has a history of of relapse, right? The ending is what gave what dropped this into my mind. So I ha- I was gonna I had a much higher rating in mind, and the ending for me is what made me drop the uh, rate. I, I did like how his daughter actually ended up being kind of guilty. Yeah, so that's the one. I think that that's the reason why it's not like fully them admitting they won't admit that it's based on Amanda Knox, right? right? Because the the daughter does, yeah. She is guilt, guilty, guilty in the end. Some, kind of guilty. Somewhat guilty. Yeah. At least she she was definitely deserving of a nine-year prison sentence. <laughs> yeah, at least. At least for what she did, yeah. Yeah, you're right. The, the, the daughter wasn't very likable. Like, I didn't really... Uh, the, the only thing I thought she was really likable is when he brings her to the house and she mm-hmm. plays with the little girl. Yeah. That, but that's maybe more of the uh, Lulu... Lu, uh, Lilu? Lilu. Yeah. acting. I think that's how you say it. She's so good. I, I can't... I can't get over the highlight of that little that actress just just totally made this movie something uh, special. So here here's the three types of movies it reminded me of. It reminded me of Prisoners, the Denny Villeneuve film, right where he kidnaps the guy and keeps him a hostage. Better film though. Yeah, it's a much better film. I wouldn't say much, but it's better. Also, it kind of reminds me of like Taken a little bit, where he like wants revenge and like trying to free his daughter, right? He just doesn't have a certain set of skills. (laughs) And it also reminds me of those comedies with The Rock, Vin Diesel, and Dave Bautista, where they befriend a little girl (laughs) and like do action movie things. You know what I'm talking about? I thought it reminded me a little bit of Leon the Professional as well. Yeah, yeah, those types of movies where a big guy befriends a little girl, right? And all those movies are good movies, along with this uh, movie. I really like Matt Damon. I thought he played a really good uh, 
Texan or whatever he is from Tennessee or tech, whatever he is from. Yeah, I forget. I forget. You know what? It reminded me of. Uh, I was like, is this like a spiritual sequel to Deepwater Horizon, where he's an oil rig guy? <laughs> is that Matt Damon or that? No, that Deepwater Horizon is not. Oh Matt yeah, Damon. that's Mark Wahlberg. Mark Wahlberg. Yeah, yeah, you're right. You're right. Yeah. yeah. Uh, why did I think that was Damon? That's yeah. what I was thinking too, because I almost had the same impression. I remember <laughs> thinking to myself, "This is like." Hasn't he played this role before? Yeah, no, yeah, yeah. You're right. That was Wahlberg. It is yeah. Wahlberg, but it's a very similar guy. Very similar, like stoic, which is weird because his character being a fuck up doesn't really play into his character as he's represented in the movie because he seems so proper, respectful, yes ma'am, no, you know what I mean? He's almost like, a, he looks like a, a ex-military guy. Right. He's very proper, dressed proper, like he always, you know, not necessarily dressed properly, but like tucks in his shirt, you yeah. know what I mean? It doesn't, his character doesn't, I think there's a, for me, there's a disconnect between his character and the history of his character because his character is supposed to be a drug addict, fuck up. He doesn't seem like a guy that would have been a fuck up like that. Yeah, like, but it comes Maybe in, alcohol, maybe, but... but it, but it comes into play at the end there, right? That's why he doesn't do the right thing, right? Why he kidnaps the guy instead of just I calling guess, the police or I guess that makes whatever. sense. I don't know. I just I saw character growth in him, and I just it, it, yeah. It bothered me that they destroyed that with that decision. But I guess that's what people do. The people do that in real life. Yeah. That's real. So I really liked it though. Uh, a lot of standout actors, uh, like we've already mentioned. Uh, mm-hmm. Fun. Uh, one of those really interesting. Like we don't have as many good dramas that, that come out anymore. Of no, this type. it's a good. Yeah, it's a good medium budget movie. That's what it is. Yeah. It's, it. You know, we don't have. Yeah, what you said. We don't have enough of those anymore. It is a little bit over all over the place with the genre. It's long. It was surprisingly long. Yeah, it's long. It's probably. It's. I. Yeah, I couldn't believe it. I was like, it, it, I was like looking at my watch at one point, and I was like. It feels like there's still a lot of movie left right now, right. and it's been a while. And yeah, there was still a lot of movie left. Um, yeah, its budget was only twenty million, which is uh, quite surprisingly low. Yeah, it, it, it does have beautiful settings too. Mm-hmm. Yeah, co-production between you, U.S. and France. You could see how he, uh, the character, falls in love with France in a way, kind of. He even like he ends up swimming in the in the ocean. And yeah, it's about it's about a, a down South American redneck learning to love French culture. Really, that's what it is. At its <laughs> goes heart. to a play. <laughs> goes, yeah, I love that when he's like, "What am I supposed to be doing at a theater?" Yeah. Gets to re- <laughs> gets to redo being a father properly with uh, this little girl. Yeah, yeah. No, it was really. Uh, I, I thought cute. it was sweet, but also kind of dark. Yeah, but uh, so would you rate it? I gave it three and a half. I was gonna get so I was gonna give it four, and I, I I think I'm I don't I haven't decided yet. I'm somewhere between three and a half and four. I really enjoyed it. Uh, I thought the, the the script was really well done. The acting was really good. Uh, it made me feel an emotion, which is not the last two movies. I mean, <laughs> for as good as Suicide Squad was, it doesn't really make you feel emotions per se. Right. And I love movies that make me feel something. And so this movie actually made me think and feel a little bit. So I I'm really debating between three and a half and four. You haven't decided yet? I haven't decided. All I, can't, right. I can't put a button. I wish I could give it 3.75. You know what I mean? But we can't do that on with ratings. So. <laughs> like it's You're right. like, I would like my ratings to be out of 100 decimal points, please. Yes. I really want... <laughs> yes. Because there's a big difference between a movie I can give 3.5 stars and 3.7 or 3.6. Well, if I could have chosen between... If I could have been that specific, I probably would have given this a 3.3. Oh, wow. Okay. So a little bit less than me. It doesn't have a, it has a 6.7 on IMBD, 75% Rotten Tomato. So yeah. It's kind of all over the place. All right. Well, uh, do you want to quickly touch on Nick Cage and Pig? 
Sure, I, I love you know my you know I love Nick Cage and yeah. I I think he's such an underrated actor. If he's given the right role, which he was here, then he's a good actor. Just like in Lord of War, just like in uh, a whole bunch of other movies like Weatherman. Um, yeah, he's just really good in this movie. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's a good actor, and he doesn't in this movie he doesn't do his Nick Cage thing where he like yells and like freaks out because he plays right? crazy characters yeah because he usually likes that but he plays a very understated character here and then keep in mind that a lot of times he, he's in a movie they want him to be nick they want him to right, do that of course, right yeah and so he does it i i just think he's an underrated actor uh-huh, he's, he's a little weird he's more versatile than people give him credit for i absolutely, think absolutely and i think also this is a uh, a role for him to kind of play kind of a more calm uh stoic character almost yeah. like yeah yeah um yeah he plays a character with the uh, uh like a um, what's I forget what it's called. I want to call it an identic memory, but that's not actually the word for it. Um, I know what you mean. Where yeah, where he remember he remembers Everything every day of detail. his life. Yeah. Um, identic is when you can yeah. see things and remember visuals, right? I liked the pig. It was a good. Uh, it was a good movie. It was good, and it was really. I thought it was. It really did a really good job of subverting the uh, the revenge genre. Like. Like movies like Nobody or Taken, yeah, or whatever. Yeah, he right? wasn't like an action star. You, all of a sudden, out of nowhere, could beat everybody. Up. Yeah, you think that the John Wick scenario is about to play out, right? And then he doesn't snap. He doesn't have military training. It turns out he was a chef. Yeah, right? what he uses that to his <laughs> so advantage. His yeah, his weapons are his memory and his ability to make delicious food. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and not including the pig. Sorry. Yeah, <laughs> let's make that clear. Yeah, it's a, it's a, yeah, it's a really good movie. I really enjoyed it. Um, yeah, but we don't have much more to say. So, than, than yeah, I just we, wanted to we touch really on Nicolas it. Cage yeah. being really good. So give it a give it a whirl if you like Nicolas Cage, and if you don't, give it a whirl to see why you should like Nicolas Cage. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So you wanted to talk about since the newest Bond movie, I'm No sick Time. Of waiting for the next James I Bond movie. Know. I need to talk about James Bond now. <laughs> they just keep postponing it, it feels like, but it's coming soon and we're very excited for it. So you wanted to talk about your favorite Bond movies. So yeah. I'll let you start it off. So my favorite number one James Bond movie is Skyfall mm-hmm. for one reason alone. Deacons. Deacons. <laughs> but, but overall it's just a really good action film, great story, great villain. Uh, beautifully shot, beautiful scenery. It's like the everything you want in a James Bond movie. Yeah, it's in that movie. It's absolutely fantastic. It is my favorite Bond movie. Also, Deacons is God. That's about all I have to say. I mean, it's probably the most intriguing story too. It's it, it, it touches upon like uh, the government's ability to like discard people that are useful to them when in a moment like the villain in it has a real reason to be uh revengeful yeah and, and, and vengeful against uh, m and mi6 and it's the first one that kind of touches on the morale uh, not morality the the that bond is not immortal right right he bond he's i mean he's had 24 movies right he kind of feels like an immortal character, but he. This is the first one where he feels like kind of a mortal man, right? Yeah, I also like this one, uh, Skyfall, because the other ones with Daniel Craig kind of go in the. They start going in the more traditional James Bond mm-hmm. direction, where things are a little bit like he drives too much of a fancy car. His car does too many things. <laughs> this one still kind of skirts that a little bit. It's not quite as realistic as Casino Royale, which is my second favorite yeah. James Bond movie, which is actually two Daniel Craig movies in my top ten. I d- justify it because I think that 
uh, the Daniel Craig movies, they play Bond the way the bo- I've read some of the books that Ian Fleming wrote. Oh, look at you reading I know, books. I'm very fancy and very, very intelligent person <laughs> who reads books. <laughs> no, I read the uh, uh, two or three of the, I can't remember if I read two. I, I definitely read two Ian Fleming and then one of the more modern ones, right. like written by whoever took over. I can't remember his name. Um, but James Bond, the way he's in that move in, in the books is a lot more like, uh, Daniel Craig's Bond, much more gritty. Uh, he's not super suave. Like he is a little bit, but he's not like as suave as like Pierce Brosnan. And the movies aren't all about like crazy technology or the books aren't about all about crazy technology. They're more about like a, a spy thriller where he's underground working his way into. So Casino Royale is really probably the most realistic Bond movie where it's like, he doesn't have a fancy car. He... He, he loses in fights. You know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. he's it's it's very grounded. And I really, really loved Casino Royale for that. It was like redoing Bond in the right way. Like, it's one of, probably one of the best. If Skywalker wasn't so beautiful looking, Casino Royale would probably be my favorite Bond so film. So, I think uh, this is boring because we're agreeing on this. Casino Royale is also my second favorite. And I think it would this be. This is why you should tell me before we do the and podcast. I think <laughs> that. <laughs> Well, let me finish. I think that it would be my favorite, except for that it has like six endings. Like <laughs> yes, you that's just true. keep on thinking, oh, the movie's over now. Oh, it's still going. Oh, now the movie's. Oh, no, it's still going. Right. The the false endings kind of drove me nuts. And if it had ended at that first ending, I think it would have been my favorite one. Um, the one thing I wrote down about it was that it's uh, it was one uh, UFC fight short of the 2006 bro trifecta of parkour, UFC, <laughs> and poker. Uh, but damn, what those, happened to a parkour? Those <laughs> those poker scenes are so fun in this movie. And that scene where he has to use the uh, defibrillator on himself is one of the best scenes in any Bond movie. I think it's probably my favorite Bond scene. Right. And then I'll go on to my third favorite, and that's going to be Gold. Uh, sorry, um, uh, Goldeneye. I almost said Gold, Goldfinger, uh, but Goldeneye. Uh, mo- mainly because it was my introduction to James Bond as a kid. Mm-hmm. Uh, it also has the greatest video game, James Bond video game of all time, that everybody we, played. We can agree on that. That is the best one. Uh, and then it was probably the best Pierce Brosnan Bond film, uh, and it was a, just a generally good Bond film. It didn't go too ex- extreme. Like like after that, the Pierce Brosnan movies just lose you. There's like satellites destroying planets. They're absolutely brutal. He's 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 surfing. He's windsurfing in the ocean on a on a, uh, a jet, uh, piece of the jet that blew up. Like it's just crazy. He's using a sheet to fly. Like it's just bizarre. Um, <laughs> so this one is like, and Sean Bean's in it. Of course, that makes it also ten times better. Of course, he dies, which also makes which... that <laughs> typical Sean Bean. <laughs> That's what Sean Bean do. What Sean Bean gonna do? <laughs> so I really, really, really love. Uh, it's always going to hold a special place in my heart. Goldeneye is the only Brosnan Bond that I like at all. The other ones are all absolute trash. Right. The final one is kind of fun just because it's so bad that it's fun. <laughs> um, but my third favorite, I think Goldeneye have ninth on my Bond rankings. My third favorite is The Living Daylights, mm-hmm. which is the first Timothy Dalton Bond. Um, he did too? He did too. License yeah. to Kill and License to Kill, which is my fifth favorite Bond movie. And, and Timothy Dalton is my third favorite Bond. I, I really like Dalton. I I think that his Bond I I, I like it, especially in because con- I watched them in order. In contrast to 
how campy the Roger Moore. I did not like Roger Moore. I, I really have a hard time watching the Roger Moore. I really, really love The Spy Who Loved Me. That's my favorite Moore. Other than that, I'm not too stoked on the Moore movies. Yeah. Um, I, I, don't, I don't really like Pierce Brosnan's Bond, nor do I like... And I used to love... Obviously, as a kid, I like Brosnan's Bond, but my three favorite Bonds is Sean Connery, number one, because he's the, he's the OG. He does it right. He's both... Uh, kind of uh suave but also kind of uh you know dirty mm-hmm. uh and then of course daniel craig is the second best bond in my opinion and then timothy dalton's my third favorite bond so i have them craig dalton connery Moore, lazenby brosnan is last oh wow see brosnan would be ahead of more for me mm, i i i really i just the the early more movies i really liked it gets really bad towards the end when you get to Moonraker and Octopussy and A View to a Kill, those movies. I'm surprised you have are uh, bad. <laughs> Connery so low. I mean, it's not low, but Connery to me is the like, he is Bond. He plays him perfectly. He's kind of like the what you would what you would want Bond to be in every way. Yeah, I just um, the only Connery movie that I really well, actually I, I I like Goldfinger and Fr- uh, From Russia with Love. The other Connery movies, I'm not very stoked about. See, Goldfinger and it almost has a perfect rate, uh, uh, critical rating. It has a 99%. Yeah, it's really and, good. And Doctor No is another one that has a really high uh, rating, which I, I enjoy both of those uh, a lot, both of those uh, Bond films. Doctor No, I'm not that crazy about. Um, it, it feels it feels like it had a really low budget because I'm because sure it probably one. did. It's yeah. the first one, yeah. Um, they didn't know what it was going to be at that time. No, but it does. It's it stands on its own. It's really for the low budget. It does a really good job because you know what the the first few Sean Connery films have like a kind of like a more realistic world. Whereas in the, I'm not a big fan of the Bond movies that like like Moonraker, which I know I said I loved as a kid, <laughs> but like you made me rethink it kind of because when you're like kind of crazy. But it's not a good Bond movie in the great scheme of all the Bond movies. I just hate when the they try to get too. Uh, funny with them because it's 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 not what they do well in my opinion right um like a little bit of humor right is good that's that's what you want you want bond to be um did you have more points about uh, uh what was your other third one again uh living daylights did you have anything else daylights? to say about it sorry no. i think i might have cut you off uh you, yeah you did but <laughs> um yeah no there's i don't have too much to say about it just uh it's i really like in the living daylights um it's the first time since On Her Majesty's Secret Service where it feels like Bond actually kind of falls in love with the girl that he's working with, right? right? He seems to have a real affection for Kara, and then she just doesn't return in the next Which movie. Which is one of the unique situations, yeah. <laughs> but it feels like at the end of the movie, you're like, wow, they're actually in love, whereas the other ones, it's just kind of, the women feel kind of disposed, like disposable, like every every character, not just the women, every character feels extremely disposable, right. other than Bond, right? In in uh, these movies, yeah. Yeah, I was gonna say, you know, it's funny in Bond movies is the one thing that Bond should use more of is guns, and he's he doesn't use his gun nearly enough. <laughs> yeah, because he uses his charm. Yeah. <laughs> All right, should we move on really quick to the last category, of Bond, and that's uh, the songs. Your favorite songs. You you go ahead. You go first. Do you just want me to list them off? You go go one at a time. Okay, uh, I'm kind of really all over the place, but I'm going to go with Adele Skyfall. Yeah. I love Skyfall. Adele just did everything right in that Bond song. 
it hits all the notes for me. Mm-hmm. It's got the you know the orchestra in the background. It's got the slow and the and the really high emotional bits. Um, yeah, no, it's just perfect. It's it, it is my second favorite Bond song, other than the James Bond theme from Doctor No, which is obviously a classic. It's in most other Bond movies, right? It's, right. It's because it's. It, I, I don't even know. If it's it's not a better song than Skyfall, obviously, but it's just so ingrained in all of our hearts and memories, right? Yeah. You think of James Bond, you hear that music in your head, right? So that one's my favorite, and Skyfall, for everything you said, is my second. And for me, my, my second, and I was going to put this first because I love Paul McCartney, but Live and Let Die is just such a good song just in its own. And mm-hmm. I, I saw him live and perform that song, and it's something else. It's It's a really great track, and throughout that movie they keep on playing the song over and over again you could tell yeah. they knew this song is a banger fire. yeah they just and there's kept... literally a fire in the show when he plays it <laughs> <laughs> yeah they they just keep on they just keep on hitting that song over and over again throughout that movie and same thing uh, that's my third favorite uh two and so what, you name your three so like james bond theme skyfall live and let die okay. and very close fourth is goldfinger Goldfinger's which, a good one, yeah. which is another one that they throughout that movie they're just hitting the song over and over again because they're like this song is awesome. Yeah. My th- my third one is kind of uh, I have three songs I really love and that's Chris Cornell you you know my name which mm-hmm. I thought is Casino Royale which once again I know Skyfall Casino Royale but uh, the song's really good and then I really loved uh, World Is Not Enough. Oh okay yeah. Uh, Diamonds Are Forever. Yeah, and uh, uh, tomorrow never dies. All had really good themes mm-hmm. as well. Uh, we ag- we argued once that there's. I told you there's like this specific Bond song sound, and you seem to disagree with that. And and then if you listen to all the Bond songs, they have they're very different. But the, there's a particular the, set that has a Bondness to it. I don't know how to explain, but there's like something about a Bond song. Well, yeah, I mean, there's a, there there's a whole bunch of the Shirley Bassett ones, right? It's got they kind of set the tone for what a Bond song is. But since then, a lot of people have done their own different things, right? Like I thought Another Way to Die by Jack White and Alicia Keys is awful. For well, the reason song. why we had that argument was because you thought that the Billie Eilish one didn't sound like a Bond song to you, and I, I highly disagree. It does you, sound like a Bond yeah, song. Yeah, it does. <laughs> and I think it's fantastic, and I I think it's really going to grow on people. Another Way to es- Die Especially by... if it's a good movie. We'll see if it's a good movie or not. Yeah. But... She wrote recorded that a long time ago now. Yeah. <laughs> uh, that movie's been... We've been waiting for that movie for so long. They literally had to re... Uh, they had to digitally alter the phone in that James Bond uses because it's too old. Yeah. That's nuts. It's been a while. When's um, that movie coming out? I don't know. I think this fall at some point. Okay. I don't... I think that when we saw the trailer for it in the theater, it didn't It didn't even give a specific date. It just no. said coming soon. I'm so tired of waiting for some movies to come out. Like, yeah. It just feels like just release it. I know. They I want know. big numbers. I was so hyped though when we were in the IMAX theater and they played Top Gun, Maverick, Dune, and James Bond back to back to back. I was like, you can't keep making me wait for these three movies. It's not fair. (laughs) It's just not fair. But yeah, anyway, just wanted to touch on James Bond because I've been itching for that movie and I'm like, okay, enough is enough. We have to. We've discussed it so often anyway in a weird way. Like, we've discussed James Bond movies and themes for like. Well, I I watched all twenty four of the Eon Pictures Bond movies in preparation for the new Bond dropping, <laughs> and then I I like timed it perfectly. I was gonna finish them just like a week before the movie came out, 
and then it got and then it got postponed midway through my marathon and i eventually finished it then it got postponed <laughs> again i was like damn it like i'm gonna forget what happened in all 24 of these <laughs> movies before i even see this one but yeah yeah all right i think that's uh that's where we end it all right uh thanks for listening if you enjoy it please give us a review on your podcast app if it uh allows it and give us whatever rating you feel like but we would like five stars if you can did you want to bring up instagram and yes you didn't let me finish (laughs) follow us on instagram if you want uh, updates and occasional reviews we're going to try posting there more often uh thanks for listening bye bye